welcome to The Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Hi, welcome to The Feathered Desert. Uh, This is Cheryl, and Kirsten and I are going to talk about... um, the Sonoran Gold Star Hotel, which is the Saguaro Cactus. Yay! So we have all seen these iconic cacti as we travel through the Phoenix Valley. Maybe you've done, uh, maybe you have thought twice about it, or maybe you haven't, but you should because this huge tree-like cactus is a vital part of the desert we live in. Take it away, Kirsten. Yes, not to mention they're just cool. Uh, Saguaros have ecological importance, beyond being cool, to all species that actually live near them, including us. The saguaro is important. Is important. Wow, we really need some extra tea this morning, don't we? <laughs> I know. The saguaro is important to the survival of desert species, everything from bighorn sheep to native bees, from coyotes to the countless birds that depend on it. Now, if any of you have listened to our podcast before this, which um, a lot of you probably have, you are aware that the Gila woodpecker and the gilded flicker actually excavate their nests in the saguaro cactus, because we have talked about this before. Now, what you may not be aware of is that these birds do not harm the cactus. I know we've talked about that in one of our plant spotlights. But since these birds make new holes slash nests every year, Last year's excavated hole is prime real estate to a long list of desert birds that don't make their own nests. Correct. So something like elf owls, the ferruginous pygmy owl. That's why I gave you this. I know, I knew that one. (laughs) Um, Purple martins, the brown-crested and ash-throated flycatchers. They will all use old houses made by the woodpeckers. And also Harris hawks. Great horned owls, red-tailed hawks, and white-winged doves will actually build nests or use other nests that are already made among the arms of the cacti. It's a perfect way to keep everybody protected. Yes. Okay, the Serrano cactus provides a buffet during the toughest part of the year in our desert, which is the summer. The saguaro is a keystone species that provides food many desert animals uh, need. The saguaros have hundreds of flowers that bloom several per day from late April to early June. The flowers open at night and close the following afternoon. Saguaros synchronize their blooming so the giant cacti are not blooming all at the same time. This is just amazing. It really is. That it has somehow figured out how to do that. The lesser long-nosed bats visit the flowers at night. Birds like the white-winged dove and the Gila woodpecker visit the flowers the following morning. All right. Perfect. And that's not all for this buffet table. The fruit of the saguaro cactus is mature in June and early July, and the rind splits open into three to four sections that peel back to expose the juicy red pulp embedded with up to 2,000 tiny seeds. One out of a million of these seeds will become a cactus with arms. That means it's really old. If it's got arms, we're talking like two, three hundred years old. The fruit ripen during the peak of drought in early summer, which is a great way of providing water to our desert animals. 
and are about the only moist food source for many birds, mammals, and insects during this part of the year. Even humans, when we yes. were surviving off of yes. what the desert provides us. And the Native Americans uh, yes. depended heavily on the sorrel fruit. So how the sorrel helps us, humans, and urban areas? Well, sorrels and other cacti photosynthesize synthesize at night to reduce water loss. It's amazing. So this large cactus takes in carbon dioxide and holds it in for its whole life. That's a whole so long life, we said. About 300 taking years. taking it in and holding it so that we don't have to breathe it. Yeah. When you see an expired cactus slash saguaro, it looks ashy. That's because the stored carbon dioxide it pulled out of the air is released when it dies Actually, it turns to that, that's what it looks that's like. That's what it looks like, all dark and ashy. Yeah, I've seen them like that. So that people can breathe cleaner air. So the these cactuses are taking the carbon dioxide out of the air, holding it. They're nature's they HEPA filter. Holding it for like 200 years. Because yeah. that's about how long they can live, 200 to 250. The, yeah, they're like nature's HEPA filter. Yes, thank you. It's amazing. All right, so reluctantly, of course, there are challenges that we need to talk about that this beautiful cactus is having to deal with. Climate change, of course, is pretty much number one that we talk about. But it's interesting here because saguaros, they're not freeze tolerant. And that seems to be a problem when we're seeing the, the saguaro cactus are only found in the Sonoran Desert. They're not found anywhere else in the entire world. And they're getting colder during the day. So they're not good at that. They can't handle that. But they... Um, can't handle higher nighttime temperatures. So now that the temperatures are kind of more evening out throughout the desert area, they need to have the hotter temperatures during the day and the cooler temperatures at night. That's what they're used to. That's what they've evolved into dealing well with. So this is a little bit of a problem for them. So, and because they take so long to grow, a lot of younger saguaros are just not making it. They only grow like an inch a year. Yeah. And so it takes them a very, very long time to get big and grow arms and be able to support this ecosystem. Wildfires, invasive plants like that stink net that we've talked about before that suck up the water. Um, drought, extreme temperatures, and a reduction in nurse plants are all challenges that these saguaros are having to deal with. Saguaro seedlings actually require species such as mesquite, Palo Verde, and ironwood trees to make it through those first critical decades. That's what we talk about when we're talking about a nurse plant. Yeah. So nurse trees, what they do, such as these Palo Verde, Mesquite, and Ironwoods, they create a microenvironment that is more conducive for the seedlings to survive. So they offer a little bit of shade. They offer a little bit of moisture. They offer... Um, nutrients in the soil. Nutrients in the soil. A little bit of protection from predators. Um, that might want to eat them when you're tiny, even a little cactus has predators. Um, that's what these nurse trees do. They help the saguaro cactus to survive. But fewer and fewer of these woody plants are actually in the landscape as well, and that is limiting areas that the saguaro can grow. And the reason we're having trouble with that is increased cattle ranching and wood cutting. So, so like dispersed camping. And yes. they're, they're not bringing their own firewood. Yeah, and you should not be cutting stuff in the yeah. wild. Bring your own firewood. If you're allowed to bring your own firewood. That's just an example. Yes. I'm not saying that everybody does it, but that's just an example of what's happening. So, in closing, 
Just want you guys to remember that this saguaro, it's an amazing plant and it does its part to better the desert community it thrives in. So many birds check into this massive high rise to set up house to raise their babies. Because of its importance to our desert, the saguaro is protected by Arizona law. Yes. It's not yet on the endangered species list. So no. it's not federally protected, but it is protected within Arizona. So the next time you are driving across town, take a second look at this beautiful stately cactus. It deserves it.